Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the EDH Jank Center podcast. This is a cheeky little show hosted by two best friends where we break down five janky, budget, or underutilized cards every other week. These cards may not be the best, most efficient, or even good, but here at the Jank Center, we believe every single card deserves a chance to shine. And as always, and for the first time ever, I am your host, Jordan, and today I am joined by my co-host, the incredible Crest Lightning, everyone. What? What is Yay! up? What is up? You, that was the we audience. Don't, we don't have an audience. Telling you. Well, we do you. have they an love audience. You so much. It's not a live. <laughs> I love you too. It, it's we don't have a live audience. That you know of. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna insert some like live audience clapping uh, in this so that we have that. Sound oh, live. that's cool. Should I create little guys Anyways. on the side of the screen? <laughs> For those watching on YouTube, we you know that we have an animated version of this podcast available on YouTube to watch, um, where all the cards we talk about pop up. So if you're watching, or so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, honestly, get smoked. Just Don't kidding, I love you. continue watching kidding, on those platforms that you like. Yeah, just but kidding. I love also, you. <laughs> maybe just like check out the YouTube thumbnails so you can see our little cute, the cute designs That's I work true. very hard on. Crest designs all of our art. They are amazing. But yeah, that's it's kind of what we do here on the podcast. We're my my whole channel, if you're here from the channel, you kind of know my whole vibe. I just really love talking about cards that no one else really talks about or gives love to. Cards that does stuff. Yeah, anything anything that isn't a staple. Like we all know that they're good. Those are good, but like what about the 20 million other cards that are printed in Magic the Gathering? Let's talk about them. Let's give them some love, you know? And that's what we're all about here. Some uncommons, if you will. Or, no, or right or commons both commons uncommons too like did you know that uh oh my god what is it called a woodborne behemoth is an uncommon it's literally just like a five five or something Hell but yeah. it was like printed at uncommon no i didn't know that hello everyone jordan from the editing booth here just to tell you that this is a complete mistake i do not know what i was talking about <laughs> uh major l to start off the podcast but we're just gonna keep on trucking okay my brother's first album is named woodborne because he saw the name on the magic card with woodborne behemoth and was like that's sick that's like a very specific that's a very specific like reference to a very specific band that how many people are gonna be crossing over to hear hear this hear this fact what's the crossover between my brother's uh first like prop band he plays extreme death metal it's called proliferation their first album is called woodborne it's very good and the the listeners of my pod that'd be crazy uh, probably a good amount of people listen to death metal who play magic the gathering and and vice versa like metalheads who like magic cards but honestly yeah my brain who's like metalheads who like magic cards like they're older than us like they're they were playing like when oh block God. when three 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 right. set blocks were a thing which is not that long ago but it feels like but it it's is. like sure because we've been so over like saturated with stuff that it's like we it's like a whole lifetime ago i feel like hey, i, I only started we got, we got lord of the rings i can't complain listen same i as much as you know people complain about the universe is beyond or whatever uh the lord of the rings said that's for a different so podcast good. that is for a different pot yeah we're not gonna talk we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it a little bit but we're not gonna talk about it like the whole time yeah the let's just get into it right like cards let's just cards start. cards 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 and our first card of the day is a a very sentimental choice crest and i have a lot of history we are we are best friends we've been playing magic together for four plus years now 
And uh, <laughs> the first card today is Fog Bank, everyone. One could say it's the best card ever, ever made. It's the best card, and, and nobody can take that away from me. <laughs> 100%. I also believe that this is, like, top 10 best cards in Magic the Gathering, and no real logic behind it. It's just, like, a vibe, a feeling, if you will. It, it's, it's a one in a blue creature. It's a wall. It has Defender. <laughs> and flying and it says most importantly prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by fog bank and it's a zero two i love this card i don't know if i made that clear this is my favorite card um yeah and and i think it's a cheeky card but i don't think it's like the meanest card of all time i think people can get salty about this kind of like control stalling play style but i think this card is very like you can remove it if you want it can be destroyed it doesn't attack i can't even buff it uh because if i what use is buffing it yeah (laughs) other than to survive i guess like poison counters but like but it doesn't deal any combat damage it doesn't deal any combat damage right like it is prevented as well so there's no it's just a little guy if you attack it i love i love imagining it's like the flavor of it is you send a one one soldier into like a bank of fog and he's like ah he like charges with his sword held high and then he just kind of gets lost or he just like pops out the other end right like and nothing hurts him he doesn't hurt anyone that's just the flavor and that always geeks me out just imagining like the literal scenarios but anyways i i honestly don't even think this card is i think you mentioned like control or something i genuinely just think it's like a really really solid pillow fording card every single time this has hit the field at least in a game of mine so it has it has completely changed game actions yeah a certain like if if someone's asked wanting to get a creature in for combat damage Mm -hmm. and you slam a fog bank down unless they want to waste again it would be i think it's bad enough of a card Mm-hmm. not as like game breaking enough to warrant like if you single target remove this what are you doing you know what i mean like right it's you, a, you should it could, absolutely it, be game, saving could, your removal for something else right early game it could be a waste of removal and i i think i think what i like about playing this card the most is that it, it just it's not a perfect pillow fort card but it is a card that it's not it's not a game winning piece. It's just an yeah. early game piece that gives you that extra turn, right? Like, is somebody going to risk now sending two of their attackers at you if they only have two on the board and leaving themselves mm-hmm. open? So, you know, uh, just just to get in that comp, uh, that direct damage, right? I, I think it's just a, a nice piece of uh, utility. Um, Agreed. That, uh, and, and not Agreed. just early game. I think it's good at any point of the game. Making sure somebody wastes one piece on the board, whatever that means. Uh, just having them think about that extra step yeah. uh, gives you just a little bit of time if you need it. 100%. And I play a lot of blue, which is why this is my favorite card. Don't <laughs> be mean to me. I like blue cards. Blue is my favorite color. (laughs) It's not because I like being mean, but I also like being mean sometimes at the table. (laughs) I I like being a little, I like being a little chaos player. I don't love, uh, I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to (laughs) ruin everybody's day. Um, (laughs) And fog bank is, is just one of those pieces. That's like just a little annoying. Sure. And I think that makes it very special. Yeah, it's just a little guy. It's just like a little guy. And like, it just hits the field. It just changes the state of the game. However, you know, minuscule that might be, it does change it. It Mm -hmm. changes people's game actions. And that can cause like a chain of events 
that might end up making the game swing in your favor eventually. It gives you, like you said, that one that one extra turn, that one more life or whatever amount of life saved because someone didn't swing at you. Right. That can make all the difference in the world down the line once you're deep into a game of magic. Right. What I what I like about playing like this, uh in and in, in our kind of groups is I like making sure everybody else at the tables play, gets that vibe. So it's not even just for me swinging in my favor. It might swing in somebody else's favor because now they're thinking about this card, right? So they might swing somebody else mm-hmm. or target somebody else. Um, not not in like a manipulative way, but just in a, it changes the interactions of the games. It makes people play a little differently, um, no matter how early or late this card is used. And I, I, that's that's what the game is about for me. I really like sitting at the table and watching people play with each yeah. other. It's about the, the game. It's about playing the game together um and this is one of those pieces that makes everybody think do i deal with this now do i wait uh you know it's a it's a very politics table politics um piece that isn't too like hey everybody stop playing the video or uh, stop playing stop <laughs> the video game yeah, so for <laughs> hey everybody stop playing stop playing the game right now stop playing the table tabletop game the card game i also want to mention that it's cheap to cast Mm -hmm. and it can come down very early as a result or late in the game and leave you up a ton of mana to you know utilize other resources you have as well and also for memes i run this in my orvar the all form deck which is all about like making tons of copies of creatures oh so you can make a bunch of copies of fog bank that's my dream is to just make like so many like the battlefield is just so foggy you can't see like anything in front of you and they have no purpose like it'll it would be such a dumb play Mm -hmm. objectively speaking however subjectively it would make me very happy and i like it (laughs) so that's why that's one why i haven't taken it out of the deck and two why i still have an orvar deck because there's definitely like mono blue decks that i want to build personally i have like this thing where i'm trying to have like one deck of every color and every color combo yeah so i already have a mono blue deck and i don't want to take it apart just because i haven't reached that goal yet right and once i do i will take it apart probably 100 but i gotta get there you know what i mean yeah i like um i think this card is interesting because it's also a flyer and obviously blue and flying have a lot of synergies together. So there's mm-hmm. a good chance you could play this for a single blue. A lot of cards in the flying category sure. make it so other cards with flying cost cost colorless less. So little Warden of Evos Isle type right. vibes. Um so yeah. so I, I think it's having the flying on there. Obviously flavor, because even birds get caught in the fog. Um, right. but <laughs> it's uh that's the thing too is like it can stop things that we don't really like fly having a creature with flying or reach it's so invaluable you never know when someone's going to plop down a gigantic dragon or what is that card from a haunt of the high tower or something like that where these big flying creatures that typically will be you know you know a problem it gives you that extra Uh, turn they're just gonna get lost in the fog yeah they're just gonna get lost in the fog for two mana oh yeah it's so so good and i i just thought it was a great selection to like start off this podcast journey with you and i just because i remember when you played this for the first time i was like new to magic right this was like 2019 i had never really played magic before and you 
you were like, yeah, it can't it can't take damage and it cannot deal damage. And I was like, what? Variables I had never considered before. I was like, that is the most broken card of the world. No, but it's <laughs> not. Like, you know, no, of course. But like back back in the day, you can murder me, it. That was you just can like, exile it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But like at the time, mm. I was like, oh my god. This is like broken and just sort of it sort of stoked that that passion that I, I I still have when I see like a really cool card or something that really excites me intellectually or in a in a way of that interests me in sort of a deck building context. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was a cute little first selection for us. On an unrelated note, uh, I just finished the yeah. video game Persona 4 Golden in which oh is that the game you were texting me about no but I'll, oh we can cut this out of the podcast but it is related <laughs> to the game i was texting you about uh i just finished persona persona 4 golden in which fog is one of the oh, main so uh, characters of the game so we are keeping this in the podcast because that's related yeah it, well <laughs> it, it is like a major piece of persona 4 and i just think it's really yeah. funny because i i just finished that game um, oh nice so, so it's all like coalescing into yeah. this very unique experience for you yeah wow. right now in the moment <laughs> for those of you who don't know crest is a huge gamer and i am not i don't even really know i just know that uh that one smash character is from persona uh, joker five or four yeah joker it's from yeah. five yeah that's really all i kind of know and that's uh, that's it you should though because the music slaps and you should listen to it yeah that, that is fair enough i do not listen to enough like scores or like video game music for sure that's something i need to get on for show there's that one anime you sent me it's like oh dr, dr. stone Caveman. dr, dr. Stone. stone yeah <laughs> dr. Um, that like it's <laughs> my new favorite <laughs> it idea it was around the same day i don't know um but okay all right next card let's move on to the next card shall we Cards, 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 cards. Cards, cards, cards. <laughs> the next card is Leyline oh, Prowler. This is also nostalgic. <laughs> this is like the same but different. Yeah, this is like, I, I don't know. I guess I was just feeling very sentimental when I chose this list. But Leyline Prowler, for those of you who do not know, it is one and a black green creature, nightmare beast. It's in a lot of different. Oh, it's actually not. Oh my God, I'm just checking Scryfall. I thought this was reprinted a bunch of, a bunch of times, but it was only printed in War of the Spark and Commander 2021 so people aren't using this card i guess not i mean we'll get into that it has death touch and lifelink and you can tap it to add one mana of any color and it's a two three so rocks we, that do stuff i don't know if, i don't know <laughs> yes uh but we'll get to that the reason i wanted to put this also on the list was do you remember we had a you know so we all we used to live in la Cress and i we now live in different somewhere places. else yeah <laughs> we're not going to dox ourselves right now but we live in uh, different places now, but we used to get together with a friend group basically multiple times a week and we'd be playing Magic. And we had this running list of like what we thought were underrated cards. And I remember Fogbank and Leyline Prowler. On that list. We're both like, What's because that? to me, it's like it has, it does so many things. Yeah. Not only is it like a mana rock and it fixes mana in any color. So mm -hmm. you can run this in any deck that's green and black. You can run it in Jund, which is like red, green, and black, mm -hmm. and five color, whatever it is. Most people would say that this is, it's not used because it is green and black itself and it's very narrow as a result. You can only really use it in those kinds of builds. Not a commander, baby. And also, that's the brand, baby. <laughs> that's what we do here. We're going to talk about why this is a good card rather than why it's a bad card. Because mm. we don't have to be negative nellies all the time okay this is supposed to be a fun little silly game 
Whoa. Sorry, I'm just I've been traumatized by too many comments on my YouTube shorts being like, this sucks. This is so, so this is really so you get comments like that. Oh, my God. All the time. Everybody's People so nice flame in the me Discord. on the Internet so much about it. The Discord is like my safe space. By the way, we have a Discord that's free to join. You can join in the <laughs> what a segue. Uh, you can join it to the show notes, the description. It's everywhere. It's free to join. We do giveaways in there. It's very fun. But I'll, we'll talk about that later. I'm just saying it's it's like my safe space because then I'll, I'll get flamed on the internet mm -hmm. and they'll be like you got this ruling wrong you're an idiot and i'll be like that's true but also this is a silly little game and i'm not a doctor yeah so i don't know everything no. and then all the, all the people in the discord are like it's okay like yeah everyone makes mistakes and i'm like oh you know you 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 know a heck of a lot more about this game than i do and i've been playing for a decade i feel like it's it's one of those games where yeah i basically every single game have to look up something because yeah. there's like an interaction at least in commander where because we have access to all the cards that have been printed basically mm -hmm. besides maybe some unsets but even then you could rule zero those in if your play group is okay with that you're just constantly running into interactions that have never happened before at least to you fun. or to anyone at the table yeah anyways that's my uh venting for the day we're gonna go back to leyland prowler yes so it's it, it can it can fix your mana one man of any color but what i really love is that it's also a creature with not only lifelink but death touch and this is another one of those like what we were talking about with fog bank where it's like it's basically a pseudo ghostly prison it's a pseudo pillow fording card yeah because you slap something down with death touch and you are immediately changing people's decision making when it comes to attacking. And it's not like Fog Bank, where if you attack into Fog Bank, the attacking creature is also untouched because mm -hmm. Fog Bank doesn't deal damage mm -hmm. itself. Leyline Prowler does. And, and you'll not only gain life from it, you will also be killing whatever you block. Right. And I, that is huge for changing people's minds. Yeah, I huge. think I think it's I think the 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 highlight of this card isn't even the death touch and the lifelink. It's the fact that it's a two-three with death touch mm. and lifelink. So the fact that it's two three means it's not easy to kill back mm. right it's not like it has first strike so you can't chump block it back even though it has death touch it's a beefy yeah. card for a death toucher two three is a lot and you're gaining two life off of that life link so there's mm -hmm. there's like four things go going on with this card that everybody is like yeah. okay well i can't just get rid of the death touch life linker i guess i'll just take the two I, I don't know, like, uh, do I give you life and lose my guy? Exactly. Because I'm not going to be able to destroy it. Especially you can use this in a way where you can actually have both. You can have the mana and the, the threat of death touch mm -hmm. by keeping it up on your turns yeah. or on your opponent's turns sorry and then on your the person bef right before you in turn order on their end step you could tap it for mana maybe use something activate and activate it use the mana for play an another ability rock, you play can a, cast play a, a spell a one drop and then you can do it all over again with you know your turn yeah you're, um, and you're just pass and go yeah you're making you're baiting with this card but like also mm -hmm. get so versatile yep <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, exactly. And that's why it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um, I love the um the fact that it's just like a it's it's a it's a little beastie. And yeah, I I I I dig this. I dig it a lot. Um and I think people should talk about it more. It should be more Golgari decks. Now, obviously, people don't really enjoy it because also it's a three mana mana dork. Mm. And uh, commonly, obviously, you're gonna want to ramp way faster than that to keep up with not a us, lot of other decks. baby. Not us, baby. <laughs> also, though, like, I don't know. If I've been gonna, in a ton of if games. If you're gonna where... play ramp, I'm gonna mill you before you can ramp. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Cress was like, don't be mad at me. <laughs> and then <laughs> was like, no, I'm just going to mill you. I used to get so triggered about milling. It's okay. You solved that problem by teaching me to get triggered about force combat and sacking. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I don't make people sacrifice anymore. My first, one of my first ever commander decks was a, oh, Jesus. It's so antithetical of my playstyle now. But, you know, I was just figuring stuff out. I did a Mogus God of Slaughter <laughs> deck. And I played it like twice and just everybody was destroyed. Like... <laughs> it was miserable. It was miserable. And I was like, I don't think I want. Like, like, I, I made it's my... nice to win, I guess, but I don't want to make people feel like this anymore. My Nicol Bolas super villain stick. Like, the two games I ever played with it was like, oh, well, yeah. everybody has to discard all of their hand. Everybody has to <laughs> sack all of their creatures on the board and uh, just like wait until I eventually get enough pat because i don't i don't put like game winning combos usually in my decks so they're yeah. just like sitting there waiting for the game to end while i'm like no no no, nobody can draw anything <laughs> so your nico bolas deck didn't have any win cons no no well i mean it did it has a few win cons but <laughs> oh. just by virtue of being powerful cards but like i'm sorry i, I, was about I often to... w but there's not enough ramp in the deck for me to to play those uh efficiently um yeah so i restructured that deck it's now a dragon's deck Ooh, a grixis dragon's deck yeah, just grixis dragons because i thought that was that's uh, very unique, fun a little unique oh my gosh that's cute yeah. we'll talk about that later cool i think that's sort of all i want to say about leyland prowler it's also a cutie it's i like cutie that it's got cutie. uh the floor is on fire <laughs> Ooh, that's true the floor is on if you're if you're listening uh we'll put it up on youtube but in the art there is uh some flames going on i think i would assume that this is like something that belongs to the golgari because it's like it, it was originally printed in war of the spark and it's green and black and it's a nightmare beast mm -hmm. but there's no there's nothing in the art that sort of indicates that but i feel like it would be that way that's kind of what I'm getting, but who knows? If you know, please comment or DM us or join the Discord and talk about it because I'm actually very curious. I know not that much about lore and uh, I'm always trying to learn more, so. I know a thing or two. W would you say that this is from like the Golgari guilds? Is it in the catacombs or whatever? I, I would assume it is. Uh, okay. But I don't actually know because it's, who is the uh, lured by the ley line? What is the ley line? I don't even know what that is. Well, ley line of... I've got MTG wiki up right here. Sometimes called mana lines are ancient mana paths that flow and crisscross each other across a given landscapes. All planes have different Whoa. networks of ley lines. So this is probably a, just a ley line in uh, in Ravnica. Ley lines formed but the it's implicit something that li maze. This is like a beast that lives along those like paths. So this is in this is in the maze, probably in Ravnica. Whoa, that's very cool. That is very cool. Well, thanks for providing that little lore context for us. Let's, you know what else probably has lore? Our next card. Oh. What a segue. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. We're going to talk about Sanctuary Blade next. And if you've been a watcher of my channel for a while, you know that I absolutely love this card. Why? Another semi-sentimental card for, for us here uh, because I've talked about it a lot. But I'm going to talk about it again because it's great. It is two colorless mana. It is an artifact equipment. It says, as Sanctuary Blade becomes attached to a creature, choose a color. Equipped creature gets plus two plus O and has protection from the last chosen color, and its equip cost is Ooh. three. Well, 
Yeah. Here's that word again, the special channel word you love so much. Versatility. You can change it. Yes. Yes, you can. It, it, it adapts to game situations. It is one of my favorite, favorite protection equipment. Not protection like the ability protection, just equipment that protects a creature of yours. Mm-hmm. So in the in the family with swift foot boots and lightning greaves and whisper silk cloak and all that stuff, there lies this little guy who is markedly like cheaper than the rest of those cards that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, it sits at 27 cents at, at the time of recording. And I think that while it is a bit overcost, like it's not technically overcosted to me, but in comparison to these other equipments, it definitely costs a bit more to get it going. Yeah, it's going to sure. cost you five total mana. However, it gives you a power buff, which is, uh, especially for Voltron strategies, invaluable. And protection is an absolutely amazing ability that basically can give your creature pseudo-unblockable. It prevents it from being targeted by certain removal spells. Like, So if you choose black or blue or whatever, it red, and give it protection from that color, that creature cannot be targeted equipped, dealt damage, or destroyed by anything of that color. I think where this card needs, in if you're going to play with it in a deck, because it is expensive, you got to have some sort of equipment vibe uh, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. it out. Uh, it, yeah. it looks like it lacks a little bit from not being able to protect itself right sure so the protection only works on the creature but it's a really expensive card that you can lose very easily so i think that may be what people are thinking but why not use it though i mean we're playing edh this isn't a early game turn turn two turn three like why why not play it though i just like you get that extra plus two and then late game you have Mm -hmm. tons of mana so and especially like yeah late game you can be switching this for relatively cheap especially if you have multiple creatures that you can sort of prioritize what you want mm. and like you said especially in equipment decks yeah, i think this is a very very good option when you have stuff that can reduce equip costs or voltron builds where you're trying to get things especially your particularly your Single. commander in for damage protection from a, a color huge. is absolutely huge and will be a boon for you Ooh. most of the time yeah and you can just unequip equip it you know like you mm-hmm. can just uh equip it something else i think it particularly works in like arden intrepid archaeologists yeah because arden is one of those commanders that can skirt equip costs completely right and can you can just be switching a two drop sanctuary blade all around to any of your creatures yeah yeah something i really like or like an interaction that i think would be really fun would be an Again, this is like my forced combat brain coming out. <laughs> but if you're running like an Arden build that maybe focuses like on forced combat somehow, you could switch Sanctuary Blade. You could goad uh, an opponent's creature mm-hmm. and then on combat, switch your Sanctuary Blade and put it onto those onto that goaded creature and have it be swinging at something else. Oh, interesting. That could be really fun and cool. Yeah, um, because giving it protection from a certain color will apply to your opponent's creature as well, making it pseudo-unblockable and hopefully furthering your strategy of having your opponents kill each other. This is an interesting card. It's pretty. It is, and it's so shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I There's not a whole lot to say about most equipment sure. other than I think this is a versatile one. What sets are these from? Do you, do you have that list open? It was literally only printed in Commander 2020. So the it was all those like Calamax, the Storm Sire, and yeah. um, Ravine, uh, the, the Chronoclast, or some guy. Oh. It was like a Jeskai. So, so it's probably commander, unused just because people don't 
don't have it. Maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the cost definitely factors in here, but, and also just the printing of like, cause there's also like cards like commander's plate right. that are like just objectively better, but way more expensive. But people, you know, the, the generic magic player, I feel like will be going for things that are just supremely efficient and just objectively better. Well, and I think this is just one of those cards that flies under the radar as a result, but can be very, very good in a lot of different applications. I would, I would say scoop this up if you can now. If it's only been printed in Commander 2020, you should scoop it because it's a cheap alternative. And if people are going to realize that because we're talking about yeah. it, you should get it while it's what, 20 cents? yeah <laughs> can we can we single-handedly dictate the price of sanctuary blade Absol- by... on our first episode <laughs> absolutely first not episode. <laughs> the hubris that that requires no yeah, but 20 cents have that, is, a, but... is is a steal for a card that you might not 100%. even have in your collection and i think it's very important to keep in mind that like for budget builds specifically and i feel like a lot of people who are watching us anyways are sort of into that re- space in general this is a card that will save you money and allow you to buy maybe some other like more powerful cards because if you're buying commander plate or lightning greaves Mm -hmm. that can really eat up the if you're building for 50 dollars, that's like half your deck already right and that's just two protection equipment instead of that you could buy a swift foot boots and a sanctuary blade and like you could be fine you know what i mean may not be the best thing in the world but i think that's worth checking out especially if you're building on a budget speaking of budgets this other card is also good for budget builds. Hell yeah. It's our second to last card of the day. It's Acolyte Hybrid. What? Two and a red creature, Tyranid Human from the Warhammer 40k precons. It has an ability which is called Heavy Rock Cutter. <laughs> which that, that just kills that's me. Gonna be, that's going to be a recurring keyword? <laughs> is that what that means? I guess. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I mean, they're implying that it's an ability that's going to be used multiple times if it's in the italics, right? Like, I hope that there's other creatures that get printed. I hope that that's not the cutter? only creature with heavy rock cutter. Yeah, that's <laughs> really good. That's the Magic the Gathering equivalent of like Rock Smash in Pokemon. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? I do um, know what you maybe mean. Maybe if we get a, maybe if we get like a universes beyond Pokemon, that will, and that it's like make, a, it's like a Geo dude that will never happen. With heavy rock cutter or whatever. I hate to burst your <laughs> bubble, but you know that you know that Wizards of the Coast used to make Pokemon cards, right? Yes, I know. And that there's probably huge bad blood between these companies. <laughs> <laughs> But but listen, a person can dream, okay? True. I love both of those IPs a lot. We and, could proxy uh, it. Hey, comment down below if you uh <laughs> if you want to see a Geodude proxy magic card. With heavy rock. With I feel heavy like Geodude was cutter. not the best choice. I feel like maybe like Drillbur or something like that, where it's Ooh, like Gen 5 cut. Yeah. Oh yeah, unprecedented Gen 5. I'm kind of getting to know more Pokemon now. I used to only be like Gen 3 and back and like Sword and Shield Pokemon, so yeah. like all the Pokemon from Galar. But like I'm 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 educating myself. I'm learning. Mm. But yeah, I feel like Drillbur proxy <laughs> with heavy rock cutter. You got it. It'll just it'll say <laughs> Acolyte make- hybrid underneath, which is like you know the three layers it's a magic card of a warhammer character (laughs) that is a skin that is a pokemon i got you you know what if we're gonna continue down this path of our of igniting our own hubris Mm -hmm. someone make a proxy of acolyte hybrid and put it in the discord of drillbur the pokemon yeah i i'm i'm guaranteeing someone's gonna do it now i'm manifesting that 
In fact, let's just challenge everybody in the Discord who makes proxies. Think of your own proxy for Acolyte Hybrid. That would be cute. What is the best idea you can have to give somebody heavy rock cutter? The best keyword in Magic the Gathering. So we literally spent like three minutes, five minutes talking about just the heavy. I haven't even read the rest of the We explained what it does. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, heavy rock cutter's ability is whenever Acolyte Hybrid attacks, and this is a very cool ability, so... I think Heavy Rock Hunter could actually be something if they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever Acolyte Hybrid attacks, destroy up to one target artifact. If an artifact is destroyed this way, its controller draws a card and it's a 2-2. So here we have something from the Warhammer 40k precons that really jumped out at me when I was sort of like looking through the the deck lists of the precons that they, that they released. Because I just, there's so many ways, like Sanctuary Blade, for example, mm-hmm. to get a creature in for combat damage for free and this can be a very good way to just snipe all those problematic artifacts that we encounter in a game of magic things like mana rocks but also things like the great henge which is like the greatest mana rock mm-hmm. um and you know countless other bolas's citadel just all sorts of stuff the list goes on and on that can be sniped by just this little little uncommon yeah i love it and i yes it gives your opponents a card but like they're gonna be drawing cards anyways probably so like chill out you know what i mean i'm chill man i'm chill uh, i'm still not yeah quite... it's more of like a general chill out oh uh, okay i see yeah yeah i i i'm still not over heavy rock cutter man i i want it yeah. i like what it does i like again i like cards that yeah it's mean to destroy something but also you could draw a card i don't care yeah it's balanced that's uh, progressing the the gameplay i think this is a fun and very unique thing to give a keyword um i'm just trying yeah. to like yeah they're like, oh, more things should have artifact destroying artifacts. I think let's just get uh, let's put our tinfoil hats on for a second. Do you think okay. this keyword could show up in the the Thunder Rail Junction? Ooh, that's true. That or like any any plane that's like more modern ish. So like. If they ever go back to New Capenna, that could be something too. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, that would be really cool. Like, sort of like mining. I imagine or the, things like that. Yeah, I imagine there's mm-hmm. going to be artifacts, right? Trains and stuff. So I, I yeah. think this could be something that like that aesthetic actually would use again. Yeah, that's getting me super fired up for Thunder Junction. That's probably the set that I'm most excited about next year. Yeah. Uh, because of, I just cowboys. Are you joking? My wife hates so cool. hates the western aesthetic and i'm so excited to be like no really? but look look it's magic though <laughs> so she does not enjoy cowboy aesthetics no come on no i uh i, got a I think let it has me, to let me do talk to her. yeah she doesn't yeah she doesn't like yeah, she doesn't like it she doesn't like that's it. fine <laughs> that's which is fine she's allowed to do that but also i disagree. everybody has an aesthetic they love and an aesthetic they uh don't love that's fine because everybody feels things and has opinions that's true. That's true. Quote us on that. Uh, uh, everybody feels things and has opinions. <laughs> well, EDH Jank Center well, podcast. With the, with the caveat, unless you don't. Which is also valid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this is a this is a great little card. It's a repeatable, you know, I always I always say on the channel, love cards that do, that do stuff. Wouldn't you get... S- and this is something that is repeatable on a body. Like, it's not... Like, I, I find especially in red, removal is few and far between. Mm-hmm. And it's typically, like, instant or sorcery-based, and you're just not gonna mm-hmm. be utilizing it a lot unless you have ways to recur it which will require more investment in mana 
to do so. However, if you have a way to get this, again, consistently in for combat damage, you can count on this uh, being basically free removal after the first time you use it, right? which I think is great. I know Boros has always sort of had some, like, equipment undertone, but I really like, since Lorehold, this idea of red cards and artifact mm. synergy that's sort of been an underlying uh, philosophy for the color red, yeah. which wasn't there before because it was kind of missing, you know, something on the pie. Yeah. Um, and I think this card really uh, shows that it's not just Lorehold that we're doing this with. We're doing some other, you know, we're destroying mm -hmm. artifacts. And there has always been, like, destroy artifacts uh, cards in red. Um, but it's cool to see creatures sort of now get those abilities and, yeah. and folded it. It feels a lot more cohesive of a philosophy, I think. And notably, you can also snipe your own artifacts to draw cards. Mm -hmm. Like, this does not specify that you must target an opponent's red, artifact. Card draw, red, card draw. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, which, which I feel like is perfect for, you know, red, what... White red represents in general which is like yeah. chaos and like if you want to snipe your own mana rocks do it you can you can take a heavy rock cutter to your soul ring what are you gonna do about it dad some cards but i think also what i'm thinking now this is just me sort of brewing in real time is something that i really like is hitting your tokens with this that you know maybe you don't maybe you're making some food tokens or maybe you're making some blood tokens Ooh. where you don't necessarily like it's not it's not the best way to use your mana by actually sacrificing those tokens and using up your mana you can actually use this as a way to as fodder to for draw more cards draw. right 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 so you have yeah. some engine to creating tokens right I, I mean i mean there's so many red i mean there's the what's the dragon the dragon that everybody likes the one that's good gold um, gold span gold wing gold 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 span dragon. gold span dragon i think that's the one that makes two treasures yeah. every time uh, yeah. instead of one or something <laughs> you know like there's yeah. there's red token generators for, for this sure. to work with with your with your strategy so well that's a that's that's a great little little set of cards i'm i'm happy with that let's uh move on to uh, and obviously people don't know what we're doing because this is the first episode so explain it. every episode <laughs> I'm going to. Every episode, we have four cards selected by me that we talk about. And Crest knows what they are. And we, we, you know, we're prepared before the show. But the last, the fifth card of the five is a card that Crest picks at random. And I don't know at all what it is. Chaos, 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 It's Cress's chaos pick of the day. Yeah! Uh, and <laughs> I don't even know if we've titled that segment, but I like that. Cress's chaos pick of the day. And we're just going to have a chat about it. So, Cress, what is the card of the day, baby? Okay, so for my pick of the day, uh, I picked Garrick's Companion. Eric's companion. Oh yeah, baby. Two green. It's got <laughs> trample and it's a three two. It never disappoints. It literally <laughs> never disappoints. This is a great card. This is great. I love this. Look, this is amazing. For only two green. And let's be honest, everybody who's playing green, you're gonna have two green uh -huh. on you. So sure. it's not too i you wouldn't maybe put this in a in a multicolored like a, a too many colored deck but like a double colored with green you're gonna get your two green this yeah. is a good card this is two mana for a three two with trample 
and it's a it's a common yeah no this is great this is like something that you could really bring down with like um plus one plus one counters if you're running like i don't know something like i could see this going into my vorel of the hulkclade build right just by the virtue of the fact that it comes down cheap it already has a keyword that's really really good yeah if you put a bunch of counters on this and you can just start swinging, it's, it's just a, a it's good a scary it's dude. It's just a good trample. This is a game winning piece if you've got if you've got buffs, you know, like yeah, for, for sure. two mana. For sure. What's that? Um, there's also a uh, oh, what is it? There's a new there was a commander that was recently printed. Oh, I found it. I found it. It's uh, this could go in Thanos the Toy Maker, which is three <laughs> green blue legendary creature human artificer. Whenever you cast a beast or bird creature spell, you may copy it. Except the copy is an artifact in addition to its other types. Mm. So for two mana, you can get two three twos with trample, buff buff them up, and just start swinging. I think that's a great. This is a great pick. This is lovely. This geeks me out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, where is it? There's a couple of reasons I picked this card. Other than it, it's just good for the value. Which for let's for common cards that are under a dollar. That's not oh, yeah. typically what you see. And so I... I Cheapest th- version of this card is seven cents, by the way, for yeah. context. It's this, that so is cheap. Nuts. And and yeah. I, the other reason I wanted to bring this card up is because it was printed in only two sets. It was printed in M11 and M12. So core sets. Mm. So I think it's cheap because a bunch of people have them uh, because that's kind of how core sets yeah. used to work. Um, and I just right. kind of wanted to talk about core sets for a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we haven't seen a core set since core set 21. And I don't know that it's even on the slate in the future. No, for, it's like, not. They the they, they stated years. that it wasn't making enough money, so they're not going to do them anymore. Um, yeah. So, oh, so they so really? right. So this whole generation of magic players, right. For us, the that. blocks are old. And for this generation, the core sets are old. Uh, and I just want to, mm. we're going to miss this. Uh, I, I think having a core set really stabilizes the balance of a game. Um, and not what saying, is what is a core set like what is that is it just like a so it's at the it top was just a bunch of, of like sort of it does not have anything to do with the canon of the story so each set uh, in magic the gathering sort of progresses the narrative the core set is sort of like sure the refresh every year so that every year had uh, a, a sort of like a base this is how they introduced planeswalkers uh, as a concept uh, without having specific play- right this is where the the original the original five monocolored planeswalkers started yeah so 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 corsets really felt like i could be wrong on that by the way so if anyone wants to fact check me on all, all, anything i'm saying uh feel free yeah it does it it helps with engagement if you're fact checking i'm us just somebody this too. is just based off of my experience as a player uh so sure. you know this is the corset refreshed the game every every year and sort of gave a, a, a standard a, a actual standards to sort of revolve around. So a meta, yeah. if you will, and, and so it feels like the meta is more or less like a live service now, right? With Magic Online and how uh, mm-hmm. uh, and how that how fast they release sets, there isn't really a time to like you know. F- fit in but i think corsets could come back with the with the amount that they're pushing out now i think when they stopped in 2021 they weren't releasing as many sets as they are now but i actually think if they brought corsets back they could do sort of or maybe corset just for commander i mean i guess that's what the commander decks are kind of for each right each series um but i just missed the that's a the, bummer i the i there are some really cool cards pie. that were printed in corsets yeah the five color pie just like a decent they're mostly reprints uh or sometimes like this card a card specifically made for corsets 
but I just well, I, dang, I, I, I'm this was that. such a fundamental piece of the meta and yeah. uh, grow my growing up with magic. So I think it was even before you guys really. I mean, you were playing before 2021, but before you guys were like really steep into into card collecting. Yeah, the first sets I remember like buying and like getting cards from were uh Throne of Eldraine mm-hmm. and then immediately after I got a bunch of like bulk from the LGS in LA that we used to go to mm-hmm. and it was from Core Set 20. Yeah. I remember like that's like burned into my brain the little symbol of like that 20, M right M20. There. Yeah. That's a that's a bummer but thank you for uh bringing this card to our attention. I love this. And again, I do believe a Thanos build specifically would really love this. But okay, now we're moving on to something we do every single episode here on the pod, which is we have polls that we at where we question our Discord members with every single week in the Discord, which again is free to join. You can check it out in the show notes or the description below. I'm there too. And that is true. Cress and I are both active in the Discord. We're we can you can chat with us you can post your deck lists make a bunch of new friends it's honestly a really really fun and amazing community in there and this week our question our poll was what color do you align with most in magic the gathering and obviously you know that there are five main colors in magic the gathering there is green blue white black and red and we're about to read the results live on air and we're gonna have a chat about it live on air like we're actually live on air my god okay uh, <laughs> let's let's have a chat the crest has provided this very nice color pie which i'm sure they're gonna put up on it's gonna look prettier screen. on on youtube <laughs> it's okay uh it's it's great it looks beautiful and the results are thus 27.5 percent the top choice for the color that aligns with the most of, with most of our our members here red which surprised the hell that's out of me that's crazy for being yeah. the most popular i yeah i feel like I don't know if that's just because people are like, I, I just truly don't. It, and remember, this isn't the necessarily the colors they like to play with. That's not how we phrase yeah. the question. So maybe that's like people, this is how they align with like their personality. Um, Correct. Which is really, yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to know. This is yeah. really interesting. Because there's that sort of like relationship I feel like we all have. And that's part of the reason why we get into magic. All of us do is there are factions that you can align yourself with factions that represent either psychology or ways of life or styles of play that you can gravitate towards. And I guess red, (laughs) everyone loves a little bit of chaos and I'm, I'm into it. I I feel like personally, I I gave it some thought because after I asked this in the, in the discord, Mm -hmm. a bunch of people were like responding and we had a little chat about it. And I started to think maybe I was more of a green player, but I initially said that while I am a Selesnia mage at heart, love me some tokens, love me some peace and love. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I do align with red a lot. Like I like open and aggressive styles of play typically. Um, right. And I do like a little bit of randomization and luck and chaos. So, but then someone brought up like big stompy creatures and I was like, oh man, I really love that too. But there's big stompy creatures really in red. That. that is also true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so are you... But that's, that, that just really surprised me. I, a 27.5% of all the people that voted, the, the top color was red, followed by black, which is at 21.25%. Yeah. Yeah. Then we have blue, green, and white In is the order. last one. Yeah I, yeah, I think black being sick, it makes sense. I feel like it's pretty, yeah. like, the edgy. The way I thought it was going to go in my mind was, like, green, black, blue, red, white. I think, again, but it that's ended up maybe not being that how way. people play. But I think a lot more people like white to play with than fair red. enough i i don't know i um it's truly surprising blue is in the center i very 
100% aligned with blue. I like yeah. playing cards that messes with people's decks. I like mines, magic. I like well, and also blue is also very much air. about knowledge and like mm-hmm, that too. I like, draw, like it's a... I like the draw card strategy too. I mean, I I I just I yeah. I also like the color blue. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and see, like it's that simple too. Like. You know, I I do like me some some green. That's green is my favorite. But you know what? You're red color. on the screen right now. <sighs> Am I red on the screen right now? Yeah, that's your that's the color for you. Oh, you've got the big you red sign of color. You got me? the red poof out of your out of your helmet. Oh oh <laughs> oh! You think <laughs> for context we're. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a discord call right now in person we can see each yeah. other in real life correct not Cress and i can see each other but i thought they were talking to me about my own hair no <laughs> but then i realized that they were talking about what i look like on the youtube video what, what which you is guys can see is that the... jordan is red which yeah, is correct, interesting correct we did uh we did we did do some tests i could throw up jordan with a green shadow if you want just to see what <gasps> oh my what, gosh what the, yeah. green, the green jordan looks like <laughs> But now the brand is def the brand is definitely the red and white uh, knight the Boros on the aesthetic. janky little horse. Yeah, but okay. I, I mean, I'm I'm into this. This is a great little poll. This was very eye opening. But we are almost at the end of the episode, which means it's time for our patron question of the day. And for those of you who do not know, we also the EDH Jank Center has a Patreon ooh, that you can join ooh, and ooh, yes, Chris. How do yes. we how do we join? Well, you can take a look at the. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> you want me to do that? You can again? take a look at the link in the description or the show notes. You can go check out our Patreon. If you join us at the three dollar tier, you can submit questions for us to answer on the podcast. So we, if you join the tier, you can be put into a little Discord channel where I ask people for questions, and then we choose one, and then we'll answer it on. I was about to say live on air again, but on the podcast <laughs> and it's a fun way to just sort of like get our opinions on stuff so if that interests you you can go check it out and we have tons more tiers that are also a lot of fun we can break those down at the end but yeah yeah let's get into our our question of the day mm-hmm. so today's patron question of the day comes to us from our patron brian who is actually one of the one of the day one supporters before crest was ever editing my videos thank you before brian anything thank you so much brian you're amazing dude brian is asking what's your most memorable commander game slash moment and that is a huge that question is a i've had question. definitely a lot of memories and like really fun moments in a game for sure but i gotta go with if i'm gonna pick one it's gotta be the time where our old play group when we were all together in los angeles we <laughs> were all we're all like actors and artists and we're all kind of weird and we're always what? thinking of ways to just like spice the game up mm-hmm. yeah we're a little weird we're a little weird a little bit but anyways just kind of abstract and you know we love our we love some deep fried uh memes and stuff like that you know and one of us i forget who suggested that we play a completely silent game of commander and we i think it it was i geek about this even still today when i think about it it was truly one of the funniest moments i've ever had playing any game and honestly in my life we were just cracking up because like (laughs) to pass we would just kind of gesture (laughs) not like like with our hands or or like we'd to attack we'd like tap the card and like point and then like point at the person we were attacking and the rule was like you could only talk if you lost 
And so I think it was like a five person game. And my gosh, we were just having such a laugh. It's such a good time. And it really represents to me what the mean, like what the actual spirit, people always talk about like the spirit of the format or whatever. Mm -hmm. The spirit of the format is the gathering of like that that is actually what it's about in my opinion put that on a put that on a welcome welcome sign oh my god yeah the spirit of the the (laughs) the the format format is the gathering gathering. (laughs) quote me on that quote me on that make some merch i don't know hell yeah but yeah like i just think that it's you know any sort of like place where you can commune with others Mm -hmm. and sort of share in an experience that is a very special thing and it's just we had that for a very long time in LA and that was a very, very fun and really beautiful memory. Very fond when I look back on it, just full of laughs and full of good times. And I don't even remember. The, the thing is, I don't even remember who won. I don't even I just remember. know that we had an amazing time and it was so much fun. Agreed. So that's mine. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, that's nice. Mine is going to sound selfish in comparison. So that's kind of... <laughs> that's okay. But I... I... <laughs> I um I did not intentionally no, set no. you up to look bad. <laughs> no, I know. Everyone who's listening should know that Cress is like a fully fledged human. Well, being I wanted to like... cuz a lot of the stuff I do remember is from like it, fun interactions and I kind of want it to be about uh one of mine. So <laughs> I um in in the same vein of the spirit of the gathering, uh a lot of what we did was we made theme decks uh to start uh our journey as a play group. We kind of mm-hmm. um I remember the first yes. group thing that we did was we wanted to make uh, Game of Thrones commander decks. Yes, um, that was I still have mine. At the time. Um, I have, yeah. I, I'm actually going to remake mine because um, I, I want to. Uh, there's a lot more shapeshifters now than there were before. Yeah, for sure. So after our Game of Thrones decks, the first deck I ever made and brought to the table, um, <laughs> I was making a deck with my with my wife we were building decks together and uh she's like i want like a deck with fish in it i was like what <laughs> she's like yeah there's a ton of these fit these fun fish cards knowing her makes that so good so in the th- so much better yeah in the theme of talking about mono blue <laughs> for me uh, i made a mono blue uh fish deck um that is just sea creatures it's just has it has a couple krakens in there so it's not all just fish but it's all sea creatures like there's no merfolk there's no like fantasy element it's just like whales and turtles and fucking just like things you (laughs) see yeah it crabs (laughs) just stuff stuff in the water and all of the spells have to do with Uh. water in some way so like a lot of like sending cards back to your hand strats and now you know why i chose crest as the coach host for the podcast because so that is so janky, and so dude. the first deck i play and everyone's like really you're just playing fish and so for the first like you know you you play games and nobody wants to target you right at the beginning you when you're not sure. doing too well and this deck has a pretty mm-hmm. slow ramp it's just one island i play one <laughs> island i guess you guess you never guess what card i'm gonna play now an island, island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh when i play some fish every single fish it was everybody was laughing so like every time i played like a a, a, a sea creature it'd be like oh my god (laughs) a crab (laughs) you know because we're used to we were playing in the l drain day so we're i mean we're used to some of these like more powerful cards at the time sure sure and so this deck has a lot of like really just like that's a zero five crab uh <laughs> like jack like draft chaff yeah you know what i mean like just proper like but that being said yeah. there are some win con cards in there there are some krakens there are some big whales like once i have this nine man on the board i just played a card 
and I swept with that that very first yeah. game I played with the fish, Correct. Um, which Correct. was yes, it's never this. won again. <laughs> <laughs> but that first game I, that's what theme decks are all about baby it's about wowing everybody so that nobody hurts yeah, you so sure. that they want to see what you can do with your fish it's about the feeling you know yeah. it's about the yeah, i should say i, I should beautiful. say it's never won again when i've played with it my wife played it for the first time uh when she played with it for the first time also mm-hmm. won with the fish deck so uh, absolutely incredible has, on debut yeah it might just has a has a good luck on the on the first game it's played i love that deck i still love playing it yeah it's so much it's so easy it's also a good deck to teach people how to play the game because it's just like mm. oh this creature has defender so you do, it's just a lot of creatures there's some good blue spells in there to learn how to use instance and sorcery it's such a good like you attack or you defend there's no like right there's no like weird wacky variables in it crazy combos or like intense interactions it's just like yeah play a land play a card yeah. so sometimes <laughs> i i pull that deck out when i'm just like i don't really want to think i just want to watch what other people were doing and, and and just be a part of the table well i'd say that that is that is quite a memorable moment and speaking of memorable oh yeah let's plug the discord it feels so inorganic but we got to do it yeah so, hey, if you enjoyed this, if you want more of this stuff, you can absolutely join our Patreon. At We have four different tiers that you can check out. At our $1 tier, you get an extra entry in every single giveaway every month that we do. In the Discord, we do giveaways every single month of MTG product. We've given away altars. We've given away deck boxes. We've given away... By the time this comes out, we've given away a set booster box. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be really fun. But it's just... It's, it's, it's a really fun way to give... I, we just want to give back to the MTG community a little bit and just mm-hmm. ha- you know and the- make people's days and uh so you get an extra entry in every giveaway if you join at the one dollar tier at the three dollar tier you get to ask us like i said earlier the patron questions you get to participate in the show a little bit at the ten dollar tier you get an extra entry the patron questions and dun, 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 you get an extra episode of the pod every single month and i will say i will say about this extra podcast it's not the same format that we do uh mm-hmm. here so it's not like a paywall to get like you know uh we're not hiding our our show this show this budget friendly show is for everybody but we do have an extra project an extra podcast episode that is mm-hmm. uh deck tech focused basically where Cress and i will pick the same commander and build two different decks and we're just going to talk about the different decks that we built and talk about some cards um five cards each that we want to highlight and talk about a little bit and it's gonna be very fun very cool if you're a member of the discord you'll probably see those deck lists Ooh, yeah baby yes they will and also then we have a last final tier that's a this is for the big boy spenders this is for people who really really love the vibe the the the, the brand here the 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 philosophy that we carry mm. at the jank center that's a 25 dollars tier you get the extra entries you get the questions you get the extra apps but you also get shout outs at the beginning of every single episode and for those of you who do not know because this is the first episode we will be doing guest episodes once every two months or so and these will feature other mtg content creators in a format called five cards or die where basically we ask these favorite mtg creators of yours and ours their five favorite magic cards and why and we'll just have a chat and sort of talk about 
Magic the Gathering, a game that we all love so much. And because you're part of that tier, you get the chance, if you want to, obviously you don't have to, but you get the chance and the uh, ability to be a guest on the podcast. We get to interview you about your five favorite cards and why. So that's the Patreon, but the Discord, folks, is free to join. You can just hop in there at any point. At the time of recording, we have 299 amazing members. So if you want to hop in and be our 300 and whatever, please do so. This community is amazing and really, really wholesome. And um, yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I think that's a good plug. How do you th- how do you feel about that? I think it's a great plug. We're, the goal of this it's a good pu- good first plug of, of the EDH Jenk Center is to is to expand the community uh, and, and and sort of spread the uh, the love of the format mm-hmm. in 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 a, in ways that we think are missing from some of the major players in in the industry. We see a lot of people talking about you know their deck techs and stuff. We see a lot of people talk about optimizing and what the strongest cards are. Sure, and we really want to highlight the budget cards the 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 the, the player friendly stuff that matters uh separate from the collecting side because we think a lot of people do that already yeah we want to highlight the fun yeah agreed i couldn't have said it better myself not that there's anything wrong obviously with optimizing or anything like that but we really do i i know i for sure just really love um deck building as sort of an art form and i wanted to start highlighting cards that i thought were really great that i saw no content creators talking Mm -hmm. about so obviously, obviously, I want to say this as a disclaimer for all future episodes, okay? Anyone who's flaming us on the internet can refer to this episode right here. We know that these are not the best versions of whatever abilities. So we are trying to bring light to things that could save you money and just make deck building a more fun, creative, and unique experience. You might experience. already have the card you need for the theme or exactly. the, the vibe that you're going for. We, we mm-hmm. you know, this is, you know, that's the kind of vibe we want here. That's the kind of games we want here. We do have spell table happening, uh, get togethers in the discord as well. Yep. People are doing games pretty much all the time at least once a week i'd say yeah at least once a week so there are people there who want to uh share that fun 100 percent. and with that i think we'll just la- wait, leave these wait, folks these wait, viewers to their wait, own device say what, the what, thing what, again what, 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 say what? the thing again what your your wait, new what? catchphrase your new merch phrase oh and uh i guess we're gonna sign off with this yeah <laughs> remember folks the spirit of the format is the gathering yes, jordan and with that jordan we're out of here jordan <laughs> catch a race we'll see you we'll see you next time <laughs>